Na 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 na. <laughs> Did I do it? Yeah. Did I get it? I think you got it. You know what? We should make a compilation album of all of my renditions of our film scores. All of your bad impressions of the themes to the movies we cover. Absolutely. There's a whole playlist just for Randy Newman. <laughs> and streaming where we are the greatest good you are ever gonna get i'm carrie i'm ross and this week we are covering the 2004 pixar classic the incredible guys she called it a classic because what else is it <laughs> oh my god guys this is our last coverage of pixar month i know I, aren't you sad it's happening aren't, aren't you sad that we're done i am sad this movie this month this month of movies has been big for my mental health it's been nice hasn't it revisiting all of these lovely classics yeah we don't have to cover like anybody like you know dying of cancer or any murder or anything like that no, this month is really our childhood isn't it mm -hmm. and also the first Pixar movie that focuses mainly on people. Exactly. <laughs> mainly on human beings. So before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little watch party this holiday season. All right, super brother. Okay, super sister. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> the way you choked on that as it came out of your mouth. I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> okay, super sister. I was like, oh no, did I forget to learn a bit? What? No. <laughs> what did we do? No, your tone was just like I was a lady who would accosted you on the street. And you were like, okay. Showtime. Times you save the world, it always manages to get back in jeopardy again. I feel like the maid. I just cleaned up this mess. Can we keep it clean for, for 10 minutes? I'm at the top of my game. I'm right up there with the big dogs. Girls, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. Super ladies, they're always trying to tell you their secret identity. Think it'll strengthen the relationship or something like that. Edna mode. Your suit can stretch as far as you can and still retain its shape. Virtually indestructible and machine washable, darling. That's a new feature. What would your superpower be if you had one? We don't have to go super in-depth on it. Like, for me, I would absolutely love to have the power of invisibility. Oh, my God. I just want to fuck with people. I you know. know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, and you're going to think I'm lying, but Gavin asked me this earlier, and he said, what would your superpower be? And I was like, I'd pick invisibility. Here we go. <laughs> it would be nice to have a private thought. Not in this relationship. No, not here. Absolutely not. <laughs> one brain. One brain. <laughs> one... Two sick people, one hopeless brain. Yeah, like between, <laughs> between the two of us, we've probably got a functioning brain, but only between the two of us. 
This film made $540 million. Oh, yeah, it was big. People saw these ads and were like, ooh, Pixar people, you (laughs) know? Like, obviously, we've dealt with human beings in our past Pixar coverages. Obviously, we have Andy and Andy's mom and the Pizza King. Pizza King? Please don't use that. (laughs) No! No! Pizza King! Caught me slipping. (laughs) Pizza King's an Indiana thing. My Hoosierisms. Okay. The Pizza pizza Planet planet people. You know, obviously. Like, they're in Sid. Sid's family. Obviously, there are people. And you know who else we've dealt with before? Mm. Brad Bird. Please welcome back to streaming Bad Bad Bird. <laughs> Guys, please. <laughs> now we got Bad Bird. Stop. <laughs> Guys, please welcome back to King and Streaming, Mr. Brad Bird. <laughs> Absolutely. He was with us. Th- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are you just going to have problems today? He was with us. Th- he was with us this summer when we covered The Iron Giant. Absolutely. And you know, you said something at the time where you're like, these people look like they're from The Incredibles. They, because they are. Because Brad Bird drew them. Because they're from the mind of Brad Bird. It literally looks like the same universe as The Iron Giant, just in 3D. Indeed. The Incredibles was an idea before The Iron Giant was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Brad's had this in his head for a long time. And it only took him 10 years, but he made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, he was like being courted by Pixar for a while. Like John Lasseter was like, hey, buddy, come over here. Work with us. Uh-huh. But he was like, uh, no, I'm trying to get my Iron Giant off the ground. So if you'll excuse me. Yes. But then we talked on the Iron Giant episode about how the marketing campaign for the Iron Giant was trash. Right? Yes. And for that reason, Brad was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take the Pixar money. I'm going to make sure my projects actually get advertised. But like, you know, I, I, I definitely, I looked at you earlier and I was like, I definitely know why this is one of our favorites. Yes. Because it's Brad Bird. It's Brad, baby. Guys, I love the production design of this whole place. We're like in that time period where it's like, it's kind of like Archer where it's like the 60s, but we've got lots of tech. No, yeah, definitely. They there's this whole... I'm gonna say it. Oh, don't. There's this whole... Please. Art deco vibe to everything, and I really love it. Hey, when you say you find a little bit of Bioshock in this... I do. Just a little bit. Like, stylistically. I do, yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, I have to put things in video game terms for you sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. Not a visual medium, but did you lose this? Oh my god, she flipped me off. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. <laughs> That's my gaming finger. <laughs> No longer call it your middle finger. Just call it your gaming finger. That's gross. (laughs) Oh my god. Sorry, Mom. Folks, you might have guessed it, but we have names. Playing our hero today, Mr. Bob Parr, we have Craig T. Nelson. Hi, Craig T. Nelson. What are you doing here? Obviously, Bob Parr is Mr. Incredible. Craig T. Nelson, uh, he, I mean, honestly, if I had to pick a thing he was most famous for, probably Poltergeist. Yeah, he said Poltergeist. He's the dad in Poltergeist, though that was sort of in the middle of the early part of his career, but he was also on Coach. He had that whole show where he played the coach. I I never watched it. (laughs) I just knew it was a thing. He was in Turner and Hooch. Yeah. You know who else is in Turner and Hooch? Tom Hanks. Yes. (laughs) Six degrees of Tom Hanks. And uh, he was also on My Name is Earl. The amount of times that's going to come up today. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. And in his later years, he's also been on the show Parenthood, but I can't remember what network that's on. 
playing Helen Parr or Mrs. Incredible today. Or Elastigirl. Or Elastigirl, absolutely. We have Holly Hunter. Uh, most recently, I saw her in Top of the Lake. She's in Saving Grace, Home for the Holidays, Little Black Book, and my favorite movie of hers, 13. We have to cover that messed up movie someday. Oh, yeah? That movie was uh, formative for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Playing Violet Parr today, we have Sarah Vowell. I think I went to school with a Sarah Vowell. Uh, most of her career has been doing uh, stuff for This American Life on NPR. Oh! You might have heard some of her work. It's possible. Playing uh, Dashiell Parr. I, I love that. Dashiell Parr. Dashiell Robert Parr. We have Spencer Fox. His career is also pretty much contained to this franchise. Uh, he's the lead guitarist for a band called Charlie Bliss. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh-uh, so no. sorry, Spence. Um, and then in probably like, probably my second favorite voice role today, we have playing Incrediboy slash Syndrome, we have Jason Lee. Jason Lee, of course, we just brought Jason Lee up in a roundabout way. He is the star of My, <laughs> my Name, Name is Earl. <laughs> and you know, that on, on TV, when you see promos for it, that show looks dumb. But it's actually a great ride. Is it funny? Uh-huh. I, I, okay. I had an ex that was super into it and, like, made me watch it. It's actually really funny. And my, of course, favorite voice role today, playing Lucius Best, or Frozone. So cool. We have Sam Jackson. All I'm saying is I know he's animated. <laughs> stop that. Lucius is a fine-looking man. Oh, stop it's it. He's a fine-looking man. We're already doing this? I'm kidding. Couldn't even get to the part where he's wearing a gold chain and a turtleneck. You hey. had to bring this up now. Hey, we're going to talk about Mrs. Incredible, okay? <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Guys, uh, Brad Bird is going to be lending us his voice this week as Edna Mode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, we're both big Edna fans. We are, we are. You know who they approached to voice Edna? Was it Fran Lebowitz because she looks just like her? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Lily Tomlin. Hey, that could have been amazing too. But she listened to Brad's track, like him doing it. And she just, could, she was like, no, this is your role. No, she was like, what do you need me for? <laughs> You've got it right there on tape. Lily, what a sport. <laughs> we love you. Wallace Shawn is back this week. Guys, he was with us when we did The Princess Bride. He was with us when we did Haunted Mansion. And he was also just with us earlier in the month when he was Rex in Toy Story. <laughs> Were you scared? Tell me honestly. <laughs> it's a what? What is it? <laughs> I love Rex. And, uh, guys, John Ratzenberger is back. Yes, we will talk about... <laughs> I love it. You you don't get him the whole movie, and then there he is. <laughs> I love it. I, I know we've been talking about the shorts every episode, but I just, I really want to skip this one. Not today. Not today. Uh, I mean, it's a good short. It's called Bounding. Uh, I think it's about uh, jackalopes in the desert or something like that. Yeah, sure. I'll drop a link in the related media, but... Just, it, there's just too much to unpack today, and I'm already giddy, so we, we gotta get started. The, the Mountain Dew is kicking in. I can't believe this entire month we have yet to talk about the lamp. Oh, the Pixar lamp? Yeah. <laughs> What's that lamp's name? It's got a name. Lampy? No. No, that's Brave Little Toaster. Pos- it can't possibly be Lampy. That's Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I really 
we thought it was Lampy. Pixar Lamp. <laughs> He's looking it up, guys. Luxo Jr. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Indeed. That little short film came out in 1986. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Using <laughs> SIGGRAPH? <laughs> I love it when we try to pronounce the names of the development tools they use. Special Interest Group on Computer Graphics and Interactive Techniques. Okay, do you want to talk about the amazing way this film opens? This beautifully done film reel opening. Oh my god. Because you and me, we love the shit out of a good documentary. Yes, we do. And and not so good documentaries. And I love that we're staying. I love that we're starting out this way. <laughs> and like we are getting sit down talking head interviews with all of these superheroes talking about their lives. Actual superheroes. Yes, actual superheroes that exist in this universe. Mr. Incredible comes on first, yes. Obviously, he's the reason we're all here. A man of super strength. He's got an amazing amount of quickness. He's gonna save the day. He looks hella good. Yeah, he's kind of like the Flash, Superman, and Batman all rolled into one. Yeah. Because he's fast, he's strong, and he's got a lot of cool toys. Yes, exactly. And yeah, he's. Just, I love it when he's talking about how frustrated he gets saving the world all the time no matter how many times you save the world it always manages to get back in jeopardy again i mean sometimes i just want it to stay saved you know for a little bit i feel like the maid i just cleaned up this mess can we keep it clean for for 10 minutes <laughs> we also meet his best buddy frozone mm-hmm. frozone I love Frozone. He obviously has ice powers. He can <laughs> he can do this like fantastic four thing where he like throws the ice out in front of him and he can skate along. Yes, it's yes. So sick. I love it. I love it so much. If there's water in the air, he can make ice, baby. Water powers. Super ladies, they're always trying to tell you their secret identity. Think it'll strengthen the relationship or something like that. <laughs> I said, girl, I don't want to know about your mild mannered alter ego or anything like that. I mean, you tell me you are a super mega ultra lightning babe. That's all right with me. I love the way they've done all these characters. I know! Because they're people. <laughs> and I think that's the point of these interviews, to show, to show the public that they're people too. <laughs> you know? And then we also have the stunning Elastigirl. You cannot... Look at me with both eyes. You cannot be Nastigirl about Elastigirl. Oh, stop! <laughs> Don't do it! <laughs> so guys, obviously, Elastigirl has elastic powers. She can stretch her body into any shape and have it return to normal with the original amount of elasticity. No, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you make a vagina joke. Okay. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> not on... Not in front of my salad! Stop! <laughs> not in front of my salad. In front of my salad? If you get it, you get it. Settle down, are you kidding? I'm at the top of my game. I'm right up there with the big dogs. Girls, come on. Leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh my god! I know, you love the music. You're all ate up over the music. I, I, I really am. We have this very violent opening, don't we? <laughs> Yes. High-speed chase. Yeah, we get a flashback to Mr. Incredible in his prime, and uh, he... <laughs> no, we have Robert Parr, and he's dressed up and on his way to do something important. Oh, no, yeah, he's got a big damn thing to do tonight, but he decides that on the way he's gonna, like, stop some crime. His car's so cool. I know! Like I said, he's got, like, a Batmobile-type thing. The Incredicar. <laughs> the Incredicar! <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I can't 
count how many crimes he solves before he's supposed to, I don't know, attend his own wedding. Yeah, what the hell? But, like, he's supposed to be on his way to his own wedding, and he keeps looking at his watch like, yeah, I've got time. Yeah, I've got time. I've, I've got, got... Oh, my God. I've got time for more crimes. Such like a man. <laughs> But no, it's so much fun with his computer that tr- tracks the whole city of Municiburg. Uh, yeah, Municiburg. Which is where we are. We are in a Pacific big city called <laughs> Municiburg. Municiburg. I can't. It couldn't be any more generic of a tribe. The only reason I know that is when she hits the locator later, you can see that wherever they are is like on the border between Oregon and Washington. Oh. Because the island that we go to later is deep in the Pacific. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we have to talk about Incredible Boy. When he gets back to the car from stopping crime and there is like a... There's a child in it. There's a 12-year-old child in his car. And he is like dressed up kind of like Mr. Incredible. Styling himself as Incredible Boy. <laughs> but Bob recognizes him. He is a very annoying fan named Buddy Pine who will not leave him alone. Yeah, he's basically being stalked by this kid. He really, really wants to be his Robin. You know what I mean? His ward. I've been nice. I've stood for photos, signed every scrap of paper you pushed at me, but this No, no, is... no. You don't have to worry about training me. I know all your moves, your crime-fighting style, favorite catchphrases, everything. I am your number one fan. Hey! Hey, wait! I'm your number one fan! <laughs> Kicks him out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> the ejector seat to yeet him out of the car. So Mr. Incredible goes to respond to a robbery in progress and ends up on a rooftop where Elastigirl has already caught the guy. The saxophone? When <laughs> she appears. The sexy saxophone. <laughs> Knock it off. Here we go. Here's here here comes the famous par banter. <laughs> because like kind of mad that she beat him to the punch literally hey hey, buddy the lady got me first (laughs) the robber's like dude she was here first and like they're just going back and forth with each other and it's like whatever happened to ladies first well whatever happened to equal treatment hey look wait the lady got me first oh well we could share you i work alone well i think you need to be more flexible are you doing anything later? I have a previous engagement. You two are on the way to your own wedding. But, like, Bob's not, like, not getting it. Bob's, like, not getting it. Like, they know who the other one is. <laughs> Superheroes know the, each other's secret identities, but no one else knows their secret <laughs> identities because they're all in a club together. And even before we go to the wedding, <laughs> we still decide we have enough time to stop a suicide attempt. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. This the, this gentleman, his name is Oliver Sansweet. He's going to jump off a very tall building. I don't know what his problems are. The cops are. have got him lit up. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those situations that gets a lot of media attention. And you know, he makes the jump and Mr. Incredible takes a running start and intercepts him on the way down and crashes through that building. It's a bank. Breaks it, yeah, into a bank, yes. And breaks that guy's neck and injures him terribly. But like, I get it. He saved his life. You didn't save my life, you ruined my death. (laughs) We'll come back to that. And then after that, he encounters Bon Voyage, (laughs) Monsieur (laughs) Croyable. 
who is a ridiculous looking supervillain. Oh no, he is a French supervillain caricature. He's got mime makeup on for crying out loud. He's shifty. Anyway, he's trying to rob this bank. He inter he interrupted a bank robbery. <laughs> Sometimes he goes looking for crime. Sometimes crime just finds him. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know. <laughs> but you remember why this goes sideways, right? Yeah, because Incrediboy Buddy <laughs> shows up. He, he, he's, he's, an, he's an ingenuitive little fuck. He built himself actual rocket boots. That's how he got through the hole in the window. Those parents are not paying enough attention. It's like Sid. Uh -huh. It's like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> I invented these. I can fly. Can you fly? Fly home, buddy. I work alone. Oui, et ta tenue est complètement ridicule. Can you just give me one chance? I'll show you. I'll go get the police. Buddy, oh. go! It'll only take a second, really. No, stop! There's a bomb! Bon Voyage throws a bomb on Buddy as he's trying to fly away for help, and then he has to try and get the bomb away from him, and that just ends up blowing up a train track, and Bob <laughs> has to stop the train from running off the edge of it, meanwhile injuring the hundreds of people in this train... <laughs> The way you're doing this with no notes, like... And then, the, no, the way that the cops are upset with him, that Bomb Voyage got away. Now, we might be able to nab him if we set up a perimeter. You mean he got away? Well, yeah. Skippy here made sure of that. Incredible! You're not affiliated with me! Holy smokes, I'm late. Uh, listen, I've got to be somewhere. So now we finally make it to our wedding night. The way he manages to make his own wedding despite all of this. He just takes off his mask and he's like, showtime. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Because like, okay, we have Frozone. Frozone's his best man. Yeah, Frozone's his best man. Lucius, Lucius. And I love it when he opens the church door and Helen is just standing at the altar waiting. <laughs> his bride <laughs> is Elastigirl. <laughs> Helen. Yes, and I just they're very sweet. They're they're obviously very much in love and they want to be together and raise a family. And I, I love what she says to him. She's like, I love you, but if we're gonna make this work, you gotta be more than Mr. Incredible. You know that, don't you? So long as you both shall live. I do. I pronounce this couple husband and wife. As long as we both shall live. No matter what happens. Hey, come on. We're superheroes. What could happen? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> superheroes are canceled. Oh, no. Yeah. So basically what's happened here is we get this whole other newsreel sequence. I love it. I love the guy that does this uh, voiceover. I think his name's Teddy West or Teddy <laughs> Newton. Teddy Newton does it. And he, he's talking about how, like, Oliver Sandsweet, the guy he saved from jumping off that building is suing Mr. Incredible for ruining his suicide attempt and causing him injury. Yeah. And then all of the people on that train sue Mr. Incredible. For saving them. And then this wave of federal lawsuits starts popping up all over the country against these superheroes. Yeah, because it set precedent. And then the federal government decides they are going to concoct the Superhero Relocation Program. It's like WITSEC for superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> it is time for their secret identity to become their only identity. Time for them to join us or go away. Under tremendous public pressure and the crushing financial burden of an ever-mounting series of lawsuits, the government quietly initiated the Superhero Relocation Program. Cut to 15 years later. Do you love how the color 
is like washed out of this part of it. Yeah, that's what happened. We did too many drugs in the 80s and then all the color disappeared. I think it's because all of the happiness and fulfillment <laughs> has gone out of Bob's life. I'm kidding, yes. I think that's what they were getting you, at. You are correct. But like, I just, it's so funny to look at this gigantic man who has crammed himself into this tiny desk. He's so big. And he's selling insurance and being deliberately instructed to rip off the customers. Yeah, his life life is just not where it was. You know what I mean? I think he might have gotten into insurance because he thought it was a way he could still help people. And he still can't. Because he's working for a big corporation that just wants to make money. That little old lady sitting at the desk! She's so tiny. And so upset! I'm on a fixed income. And if you can't help me, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Alright, listen closely. I'd like to help you. But I can't. I'd like to tell you to take a copy of your policy to Norma Wilcox on Norma Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-X, on the third floor. But I can't. And the way he has to fake her out oh, no. in order to help her. Yeah, to subvert the system. I'm sorry, ma'am. I know you're upset. <laughs> Pretend to cry. Pretend to cry. <laughs> like, how depraved is this society? I mean, we know. We're living in it. We are, yes. You have in all capital letters, oh God, he works for Wallace Shawn. <laughs> oh no. You authorized payment on the Walker policy? Someone broke into their house, Mr. Huff. Their policy clearly covers I, him against I don't want to know about their degree. coverage, Bob. Don't tell me about their coverage. Tell me how you're keeping Insuracare in the black. Tell me how that's possible with you writing checks to every Harry Hardluck and Sally Sob story that gives you a phone call. This tiny man. <laughs> He's so tiny. This tiny man who wants to keep money out of the hands of these poor people who need this money to mitigate the impact in their lives. He just looks evil. He does. He's tiny. He looks like a monkey. He's just so evil looking. And like, <laughs> we go home. We get a glimpse of home life. Yes. We now have three kids, Violet, Dash, and Baby Jack-Jack. Uh-huh. Baby Jack-Jack doesn't have any powers yet. His powers... Yet. Yeah, his powers have yet to make themselves known. Because he's an infant, yeah, you know? Yeah, he's like... a baby. And meanwhile, the, the, the other two kids have their own problems. Like, Dash being already a boy, and then on top of that being a boy faster than the speed of light almost. Yeah, his his main power is the speed. <laughs> yeah, hence the name Dashel. Yes. And so he is predictably a disruptive influence in his day-to-day -day life. Yeah. He is driving his teacher insane. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about Bernie. Well, Bernie, this Crocker-type guy who's like, fairly odd parents! No, yeah, this is Mr. Bernie Crocker. Um, <laughs> When Helen has to go to the school because Dash has been sent to the office again. For putting a tack on this guy's chair. He's a disrupting influence. <laughs> Look, I know it's you. He puts thumbtacks on my stool. You saw him do this? Well, not really. No, actually not. Oh, then how do you know it was him? I hit a camera. Yeah, and this time I've got him. He's unhinged about this. Oh no, Dash's face when he says, I hit a video camera. Yeah. And then we're wheeling out the audiovisual equipment <laughs> on the cart. And if you watch the video, you can see him disappear for half a millisecond. It's like a blink. Yeah. It's like a blink. He's that quick. Like on SpongeBob when he's like, want to see me run to that mountain and back? Yeah. Want to see me do it again, you know? <laughs> And like, I just, this teacher is at the end of his rapidly fraying rope. Right there, right as I'm sitting down. 
I don't know. I don't know how he does it. He, but, but, but there's no attack on my stool before he moves, and after he moves, there's attack. Coincidence? I think not. The principal's so embarrassed. <laughs> Bernie. Don't Bernie me. This little rat is guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry for making you come all the way down here, Mrs. Parr. Oh my god! And then Dash gets off again when she's telling him off in the car. Because, like, it's the law. They cannot openly display their powers. Yeah, they could get in a lot of trouble. They would, I mean, they just got settled into a house that they've been living in for three years. Yeah. And if they get caught out in the open again, they'll get moved again. Exactly. And like, so Dash wants to do things like be in sports. But he can't because he'll win everything. And it'll become suspicious. Exactly. So, you know, he's living that kind of life. And then Violet. I feel bad for Violet, because Violet's, like, 16. Yeah, she's weird. And she... <laughs> leave me and her alone, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I deeply empathize with Violet. But Violet's big game is she's little Miss Appear. <laughs> she can turn invisible. But, like, only when Nike. If she turns invisible with her clothes on, it's just her clothes <laughs> hovering around. What a great way to scare your little brother in the middle of the night. Exactly. <laughs> I want Violet's power. I know. And like, it's just so funny because she wants to hang out with boys and everything, but she's too anxious and shy. She's like, what if I sneeze and disappear for a second? You're going to think I'm such a freak. <laughs> and it's just like, I wrote, she's invisible, just like me of Thermopolis. Exactly. <laughs> so now we're at dinner and we're trying to talk about our day. This is interrupted by Lucius, Frozone. Ding dong, Frozone is here. He's here to pick them up for their uh, weekly bowling night. Yes. Here's the thing. They don't go bowling. No. So we don't have to worry about some fictitious pin setter's life. They sit in a car all night and listen to the police scanner to see if they can get the drop on some crime. And I, I love that Lucius is just over it. <laughs> He's like, what are we doing here, Bob? We're protecting people. Nobody asked us. You need an invitation? I'd like one. Yes. We keep sneaking out to do this and... You remember Gazer B? Yeah, there was something about him in the paper. He had trouble adjusting to civilian life, too. When's the last time you saw him? I don't see anyone from the old days, Bob. Just you. Bob just wants to relive the glory days over and over again. But the thing is, he keeps getting his family into trouble. Yeah, they've moved a couple of times. Because he can't keep his powers contained. He can't keep it in his pants. Hey, stop. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, literally. Like, it's just, I, uh. And so, yeah, they're, they're not doing a great thing here. Fun fact, while they're in the alley sitting in the car, there is a, um, mm, there's another character in here. Um, Are you going to be gross about Mirage too? This, that we don't know her name yet. Oh, stop it. There is this woman sitting in a car on the street, talking on the phone with somebody, staring at the two of them sitting in their car. He's not alone. The fat guy's still with him. They're just talking. You're in love with the voice, aren't you? No, I'm not in love. Yeah, I'm not in love with the character. I'm in love with the voice. We will. I, I want to get back to what she said a little bit later. Oh, okay. We'll talk more about that. All right, okay. So finally, Bob and Lucius hear about a fire that's a couple blocks over on the scanner. Mm -hmm. And they're going to intervene. <laughs> Long story short, guys, they rescue everyone and knock down the building. <laughs> It was coming down anyway, though, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God! And, you know, Bob gets home. Picks up most of the cake in his hand and starts eating it. <laughs> and then, like, he's walking towards the bedroom, and Helen is sitting in the bedroom, in the dark, in a spinny chair. She spins around with her legs crossed. The attitude. I thought you'd be back by 11. 
I said I'd be back later. I assumed you'd be back later. If you came back at all, you'd be back later. Well, I'm back. Okay. When she grabs him by the shoulder, like extends her arm all the way out, grabs him by the shoulder and goes, Is this rubble? It was just a little workout. Just stay loose. You know how I feel about that, Bob. Darn you, we can't blow cover again. The building was coming down anyway. I what? <sighs> you knocked down a building? This has been a conversation that's happened a few times. Oh, wouldn't you get sick of having this conversation after the second time? Like, he just cannot stop chasing the past. Like, he has forced them to uproot again and again because he just can't let those feelings lie. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand that this whole relocation program, I guess, is for, I don't know, air quote, the greater good. Like... I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's like a weird thing. It's like, are we happy about the heroes not being allowed to save us anymore? Are we not happy about it? Like, the only reason they were forced to relocate in the first place was because it was costing the government millions mm -hmm. to deal with all those lawsuits. So the next day, Bob ends up making a scene at his job. Uh, you're not fucking kidding. Um, <laughs> because his boss suffers from Napoleon syndrome and Bob is tired of trying to rip people off by not paying out their policies. I'm not happy, Bob. Not happy. I've had a few of these meetings with my boss. Uh-huh. You know what it says on the pencils he's aligning on his desk? What does it say? Insure care. Your life is in our hands. <laughs> Not you. Not you're in good hands. Yeah, not, <laughs> your life is in our hands. Your life is in our hands. And Bob is getting his ass handed to him because he helped out a little old lady. And also, there's a woman being mugged in the alley. Yeah, Bob is witnessing it as he's being yelled at. He needs help. Do not change the subject, Bob. We're discussing your. Attitude. He is getting mugged. Well, let's hope we don't cover him. I'll be right back. Stop right now, or you're fired. He got away. Good thing, too. <laughs> you were this close to losing your... Bob throws Huff through, like, seven walls. Uh, yeah. It's a lot. Like, how does he not... <laughs> Just cut to him waiting in a tiny chair, his big <laughs> body in a tiny chair outside the hospital door, and... Then we get to meet, I don't know the character's name, but he's hes basically Bob's caseworker yeah. from the government. His handler. His handler, yeah. And just the way he's so done with him. Oh! The look he gives him. He's like, listen, Bob, it's, it's like this. Time after time, we have to pay to relocate your family, pay to wipe memories. We gotta pay to keep the company quiet. We gotta pay damages, erase memories, relocate your family. Every time it gets harder. Money, 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 money. We, we can't keep doing this, Bob. We appreciate what you did in the old days, but those days are over. From now on, you're on your own. So now Bob has no job again. Yup. Yeah. And not only that, but the government says you're on your own from now on. Remember that lady from the car? Oh boy. She slipped something into Bob's briefcase that day. Yeah. And he took it home with him, and he's going into his little man cave, his little office space where he has all of his memorabilia and news clippings and stuff. His suit is in a glass case in there with him. Yeah, and he's, like, dumping his briefcase out on the desk, and there's, like, an iPad in his briefcase. <laughs> Before we knew what iPads were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, iPads didn't even exist! They, not in 2004, they didn't. Oh, my God! The way you yelled. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's looking at it. He's staring at the screen and it goes, hold still. 
This iPad scans him, identifies him. Face ID. Scans the room. And then Car Lady is here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Incredible. Yes, we know who you are. Rest assured your secret is safe with us. My name is Mirage. We have something in common. According to the government, neither of us exist. This is Mirage. You like Mirage. Mirage has a sexy voice. And like, she wants Mr. Incredible to come to their super mysterious island off the coast of where he lives and wrangle this robot that they've been experimenting on out there. They lost control of the technology. Imagine that. Yeah. And now the uh, and now the robot is just roaming the island, fucking up their shit. And they're like, hey, we realize that you might have the powers to take care of this for us. So here's my card. Literally, the iPad produces a card. Yes. Call this number if you accept. You have 24 hours. And then the iPad blows up. Yes. <laughs> In very Bob Parr-like fashion, he accepts. I called the number on Mirage's card today. You did? I did. You actually called the number. I did, because when the movie came out, that number used to be a way you could get extras on the DVD. Yeah. You would call the number and Mirage's voice would, like, tell you That's where to find so things. That's so cool. It is, but now it just goes to, like, a, a med center someplace. You ever called 1-800-FUCK-YOU? No, I haven't. We should do it after we're done. Okay. Bob immediately decides that he's going to get back into shape and decides to keep everything about this Mirage assignment from Helen. For like two months he does this. He continues to lie to her. Makes her believe he's still working for InsuraCare, but all the while he's just getting buff. So he goes to meet Mirage and she fills him in on the robot. The Omnidroid 9000 is a top secret prototype battle robot. Its artificial intelligence enables it to solve any problem it's confronted with. And, unfortunately... Let me guess. It got smart enough to wonder why it had to take orders. We lost control. And now it's, it's loose in the jungle, threatening our facility. It's a learning robot for crying out loud. The longer he fights it, the more it figures out how to beat him. That Which is why they've lost control. Exactly. I love the way Mirage goes, we lost control. <laughs> <laughs> we lost control. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say. So he's running around on the island on foot looking for this robot. And it actually finds him before he finds it. Exactly. It's like predatory. It's like an octosphere. Yeah, let's talk about how this thing looks for a second. Not an octosphere. A quadrosphere? Because it's on four <laughs> legs or whatever? Yeah, it's like this perfectly round ball. And then it's got an eye that pops up out of the ball. Mm -hmm. And it's got four, like, claw legs. It looks very alien. And then it moves around by pulling everything inside and rolling around. It's kind of, it's unsettling. It's I don't like, like it. Like, like a big hamster ball. The animation in this one, you know how they it just keeps getting better animation wise? I think that they had a lot to do here with the fight scenes and therefore the physics. But like... Having to animate everything in the jungle. I know. Like, their legs going in between all the foliage and everything. That mm -hmm. must be a fucking bitch <laughs> to stay on top of. Like, it's amazing. I know. Mad respect. He ends up chasing this thing into a volcano. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> this tiny island in the middle of the South Pacific. And, like, there's not even, not even lava can stop this thing. Yeah, because he throws it into the lava and it's like, oh, damn, I destroyed it. I wasn't supposed to destroy it. But it just comes right back out. And he ends up making a mess of this robot because what he ends up doing 
is he learns that the only thing hard enough to penetrate this robot is itself. Is itself. Yeah, he climbs inside of it and has it pull its own generator out. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Because, like, he takes both of its eyes. Yeah. And then it's just, like, swatting. And, like, he from inside comes up and taps it on the outside, like, up here. Up here. And it snatches its own generator out. <laughs> and he's walking away from it, patting his hands. And it just falls slowly over. It works. So now... Bob is enjoying this uh, double life. Yeah. Because he's still training to get back into shape to be a hero. Mm -hmm. He's dealing with Mirage and assignments from there. I love the music that plays over this bit. I know why you like it. Why? Because it's Mad Men, basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Once again, he's still pretending to work at the insurance agency while he trains and lives this double life as a family man and a superhero for hire. After so many assignments, he realizes he's got a tear. Yeah, he's torn up a he's torn a hole in his old costume, so which is just as well it barely fit him. Exactly. And so the only person that Bob trusts to patch one of his super suits is Edna Mode, the designer to the superstars. Yeah, yeah. She she used to design the looks of all the old superheroes. Like she's also a fashion designer, but superhero work is where her passion is. I do not think she and Anna get along. Her and Anna Wintour, they, they, I do not think they get along. Do you think that they see each other at the Met Gala and they give each other side eye? I don't even think they dare to look at one another. <laughs> I think the energy's too great. I think that Anna Winter would be afraid of Edna. Just saying. You're right. <laughs> Anna Winter would probably be super disconcerted by Edna. <laughs> So let's talk about Edna. <laughs> let's talk about Edna. Edna lives in a bonkers house on a hill. <laughs> that front gate is literally laser beams. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Bob pulls up to the call box. Do you have an appointment? I'm an old friend. I just wanted All to... All visitors are required to make Get a ring. Go, go check the electric fence or something. What is it? Who are you? What do you want? My God, you've gotten fat. Come in. Come, come. <laughs> I always love that. My God, you have gotten fat. So Edna is about the height you would have to be to ride a kiddie coaster at <laughs> Disney World. She's so tiny. She's very tiny. She's got a dark bob haircut. Like Wintour. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> She's got the Wintour bob. And these huge black glasses, fabulous outfits. Fun fact, she was at their wedding. Yes, she did was. You, did you see her in the front row? I did. I did see her in the front <laughs> row. And Edna, Edna Marie E, as she was known, E, she is based on an amalgam of two famous costumers. And the first one being Edith Head. Uh-huh. Very, very famous in old Hollywood. Won seven Oscars for it. Wow. 27 nominations. Holy shit. I know. And her mannerisms, her attitude, her design are based off of a wardrobe supervisor named Edna Taylor. And so I just, we love Edna. She's fabulous. She is desperate to make you believe she has no time for you. I need a new suit. A new suit? But where the heck am I going to get a new you suit? You can't. It's impossible. I'm far too busy. So ask me now before I again become sane. Wait. You want to make me a suit? You push too hard, darling. But I accept. 
And, like, Bob just wants her to patch his old suit, but she insists on designing him a new one. Yeah, she wants a whole new look for him. I never look back, darling. It distracts from, from the now. now. <laughs> she has all the best lines. I know! <laughs> but what's the one thing she's not going to put on his outfit, Ross? No capes! <laughs> she gives us all these examples of all these superheroes who have died because of their capes. Yeah, being sucked into things because of their capes. <laughs> All was well, another day saved, when his cape snagged on a missile. Thunderhead was not the brightest ball. Stratogale, April 23rd, 57, cape caught in a jet turbine. Mm, you can't generalize about this. Meta Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, snag on takeoff, splashdown, sucked into a vortex. No kicks! He says no, I don't need all that, and she agrees to fix the hobo suit that he came in with. <laughs> The hobo suit. It's a hobo suit, <laughs> Mirage calls up Mr. Incredible with a new assignment, and Helen knows something is up by now. Like, her wife senses are tingling. She knows that he's keeping stuff from her. Yeah, yeah. She, she like, gives him one of those really um, weird goodbyes when he's leaving for the <laughs> island. Hey, honey, I love you. Have a nice day at work. Please don't be cheating on me. Yeah! You know, like... Yeah, oh my she thinks that he's cheating on her with Mirage. Yeah, I mean, after hearing her voice, wouldn't you think so too? She does in some ways. And this is not a dig. This is not shade. Um, She kind of sounds like a 1-900 operator. Hello, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Stop! Yes, we know who you are. <laughs> Stop it right now. Come on. Mm -hmm. Tell me you don't want that in your Stop. ear. Stop! <laughs> so Bob goes back to the island. He is living the jet set lifestyle. <laughs> he is in all these luxury planes, making him mimosa on command. And he's in a nice suite on the island. Wearing a fine looking suit. Yeah. Like he he is earning triple what he was making at Insurer Care by and, doing all this shit. And like they uh, he goes into this conference room, there's no one else there. I think he thinks he's going to be debriefed. Uh-huh. And, like, he's just sitting there, tapping his finger on the table. And all of a sudden, the wall opens! And there's another gigantic robot! <laughs> it's like the same robot from before! <laughs> he's like, wait a minute! That thing yeets him, pulls him out of the side of what is a mountain, yeah. actually. <laughs> and this is where we get Earl. <laughs> it's bigger! It's bigger! It's better! Ladies and gentlemen, it's too much for Mr. Incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's finally ready. You, you know, I went through quite a few supers to get it worthy to fight you, but man, it wasn't good enough. Are y'all ready to meet Syndrome? Okay, Syndrome. <laughs> it's something. AKA Buddy? Yeah, guys, it's Buddy. The guy who wanted to be his ward. Incrediboy Buddy. He has been kidnapping supers and using them to test out his big scary learning robot. Yeah, remember earlier when he was reading about the random disappearances? Yeah, like Gazer Bean. Yeah, all the old superheroes that are going missing. A bunch of people who were at his wedding. They're all in that picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. his friends. I know. His friends. They've been going missing and it's because Syndrome has been kidnapping them, bringing them here and using them to make his learning robot better. That whole sequence with him accidentally yeeting him to another part of the island. Oh my God, yeah, because here's the thing. Syndrome obviously doesn't have any powers, 
but he's a brilliant inventor, right? Yeah. Made himself a pair of rocket boots at like the age of 12. He made himself a whole island uh-huh. to play with. And like he's got that zero point energy pointer yeah. that like puts people in stasis. Yeah. When he picks Bob up with it and like for kind of forgets he's holding on to him. Yeah. And, and yeets him across the island. Oh, great. <laughs> Meanwhile, Helen has figured out that Edna and Bob have recently <laughs> been in contact. Edna. <laughs> she knows that Bob would only trust her with something like that, right? Yeah. And so she tries to call Edna to ask her about it. There's only one person Bob would trust to patch a super suit, and that's you, Eve. Yes, 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 yes. Marvelous, isn't it? Much better than those horrible pajamas he used to wear. Huh? Well, I'll finish. When are you coming to see? Look, I'm calling Don't about... make me beg, darling. I won't do it, you know. Beg? But Edna's like, no, darling, no, you come. You look at the new suits. Yeah. And so... She goes to Edna's house and Edna takes her down into her design laboratory. This is not the green room from RuPaul's Drag Race, okay? No, when you have to voice command, eye scan, and DNA proof your way, this is like Jimmy getting into his lab. It really is. This is like Jimmy Neutron getting into his lab. And like Edna doesn't seem to know, or if she does know, she doesn't care, that Bob and Helen have not been communicating no. about the fact that he's doing hero work again. She just thinks she's here to see the new collection <laughs> for her family. Edna yeah. is giddy to show her what she's been designing for their super family. <laughs> when they sit down on that <laughs> that chair track and it's going along the glass case where they're demonstrating the clothing. I call this the fashion show of power. Yes. <laughs> she starts with a little suit for Jack-Jack for the baby. <laughs> Cut it a little roomy for the free movement. The fabric is comfortable for sensitive skin. And can also withstand a temperature of over 1,000 degrees. Completely bulletproof. And machine washable, darling. That's a new feature. And then we see Dash's suit. He can he can sustain a speed without having... Because, like, you think how fast he can go, that's friction. Oh, yeah, he'll set himself on fire. Exactly. He's probably tearing the shit out of his skin doing that. Uh-huh. But this suit prevents that. And then, like, Violet's suit, if she disappears, the suit will disappear with her. Edna, you genius. I know. Like, come on. And, and don't forget about the super fancy feature, that they all come attached with GPS locators. Yeah. Bob! is retired. I'm retired. Our family is underground. You help my husband resume secret hero work behind my back? I assumed you knew, darling. Why would he keep secrets from you? What are you saying? Do you know where he is? Of course. Do you know where he is? Meanwhile, Mr. Incredible has snuck into this facility on the island. Yeah. And he's trying to foil Syndrome's plan to take out all of the superheroes and fill the vacuum, right? Because that's his thing. He's going to send this robot to the mainland, and then because he literally has the remote control, he's going to save the entire town. I, I, I love the sequence where he sneaks into the mainframe. The, when it's flipping through all of the superheroes that he's lured to that island and had killed. Either they've defeated his machine or it's his machine has killed them. Yes. It's just going after terminated, terminated, terminated. And this is where, because he looks up Lucius and it says unknown, location unknown. No, Lucius's location is known. But that's the thing. See, that's the thing. When Mirage was sitting in the car that night looking at them, remember when she said the fat guy's still with them, she didn't know it was Robert. She didn't know it was Mr. Incredible. 
Right. She was there for Frozone. Yep, yep, yep. She was there to get Frozone. <laughs> and luckily got Mr. Incredible in the process. I think that's the only reason that Frozone hadn't been targeted. Because they found a whale. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While that's happening, Helen is still at Edna's. And Edna is holding out the GPS locator for Robert's suit. So you don't know where he is. Would you like to find out? And she hits that button, and when the geolocator in his suit activates, it triggers the security system inside the lab. Yeah. these like guns to fire these squishy black ball things they're like tar balls only they expand expanding tar balls and they like overwhelm him yeah and yeah completely swallow him and that's how he gets captured by syndrome and mirage yes cut to helen distraught over the fact that bob's been lying to her the way edna is eye rolling her <laughs> You're talking about. Hmm? You are Elastigirl! My God, pull oh, yourself together! Yeah. What will you do? Is, is, is this a question? You will show him you remember that he is Mr. Incredible, and you will remind him who you are. <laughs> I love that. It's my favorite end of speech. <laughs> pull yourself together! My God, pull yourself together! I feel like my self-motivation voice... Like the one that battles the depression. That's it's Edna. I feel like it's Edna. Like when Absolutely. I when I am down about something stupid, I feel like I hear Edna's voice in the back of my head. Pull yourself together. So Helen prepares to leave the children while she goes on a rescue mission for their father. Because she can just get a plane. Yeah. She's a she's a trained pilot. She is a trained pilot, and I bet she's got lots of old buddies who would be willing to lend her a plane. Think she just got a jet. Yeah, just casually. No problem, just call a friend. She's just leaving Dash and the baby with Violet while she just goes out super fighting. I guess she is close to the government. I, yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Syndrome has successfully captured Mr. Incredible. He's in these floating restraints that I'm assuming are magnetic in nature. Yeah. Like really strong magnets designed to keep him in there and not get out with his super strength. You sent out a homing signal. Didn't know about the homing device. And now a government plane is requesting permission to land here. Who did you contact? I didn't send for a plane. Play the transmission. It's Helen's voice on the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the airplane radio. The control, air yeah. traffic control. Air traffic control, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you very much. I don't fly planes. So Syndrome sends a missile to the plane. A little greeting. <laughs> oh, he calls it a little greeting. No. How evil. She's flying this plane, and this is a very bad time to realize that the children have stowed away. Not Jack-Jack, just, just Violet and Dash. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do this? Yeah, no. Why that, would you do this? It's awful. <laughs> and like, they're like, why did you, where is Jack-Jack? You left Jack-Jack alone? No, no. Have no fear, Helen. <laughs> Jack-Jack is in good hands. And you want to know why? why? Because Violet and Dash left Jack-Jack with Kari. 
You don't have to worry about one single thing, Mrs. Farr. I've got this babysitting thing wired. I've taken courses and learned CPR, and I've got excellent marks and certificates I can produce on demand. Kari. I also brought Mozart to play where he sleeps to make him smarter because leading experts say Mozart makes babies smarter. Kari. And the beauty part is the babies don't even have to listen because they're asleep. You know, I wish my parents played Mozart when I slept because half the time I don't even know what the heck anyone's talking about. Half the time I don't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> I'm sure Kari's a lovely person. I would not leave my children with her. So now Helen's got two children on a jetliner she shouldn't have. And, oh, by the way, here comes the missile. Oh my god, the way she knows how to respond. She thinks this is the government mistaking them for hostile aircraft. Yeah, that's what it means when a buddy has been spiked. It's like, hey, please don't shoot me, I'm friendly. Yeah, <laughs> there are children aboard. And, like, she yells at Violet to put a force field around the plane. <laughs> on the spot. Violet! Mayday! Mayday! India Gulf Niner Niner is buddy spike! Abort! Abort! There are children aboard! Say again! There are children aboard! This no! Put a field around us now! I've never done one that big! Violet! Do it now! Abort! 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 She's so new to being able to do force fields, she can't do it! And Helen has no choice but to dive into the back of the plane and wrap her whole body around her kids. While they explode out of the air. Oh my god! Abort, abort, abort! I have in all capital letters, MAMA SHOOT! MAMA SHOOT, yes. <laughs> like parachute. She turns her body into a parachute. <laughs> I love that so much. And this is where I have, oh no, Mr. Incredible thinks his whole family's dead. Yeah, and he's the cause of all of it. Good. Oh. Sorry, Bob. Ross. He shouldn't have done this. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Mirage is not happy about it. <laughs> She's like, bro, what the fuck? She's looking at Syndrome like, dude, that was his family. That was seriously fucking not okay. And like, Mr. Incredible... <laughs> Has nothing left to lose. Nothing left to lose. He somehow manages to, like... Get a hold of her. Get a hold of Mirage. And he's staring at Syndrome like... Release me! Now! Or what? I'll crush her. Oh, that sounds a little dark for you. Now, go ahead. It'll be easy. Like breaking a toothpick. <laughs> Show me. And then, of course, he doesn't do it. No, he lets her go. But I love the way she's looking at Syndrome like... Are, Are you, you fucking, fucking kidding me? Yes! <laughs> like, Syndrome called his bluff, and I just... Ooh, that's a very tense and dark moment. Hey, it changes her tune, so... <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Um, She went from being evil sexy to evil good. <laughs> yeah. Evil good? I don't remember, <laughs> I don't really remember uh, evil sexy being on the alignment chart. <laughs> so, Helen and the kids make their way to the island by tracking the trails of the missile that targeted them. <laughs> mama boat. Yeah, the mama boat. <laughs> yeah, she turns her body into a boat. And, like, Dash running on water, just pushing her. I love that. And she takes them to this cave and puts them in the cave together and says, take care of each other. I'm going to go look for your dad. She gives them masks to wear with their costumes. And I love it when she sits down and tells them, listen, these bad guys are not like the bad guys in movies. They will kill you. Yeah, yeah. They won't exercise restraint because your children, they will kill you if they get the chance. Do not give them that chance. Mom. Bye. I'm counting on There's you. something I can I'm counting you. on you. Be strong. Stay hidden. Keep each other safe. I'll be back by morning. So 
Helen manages to sneak into Syndrome's facility. And then we have stretch shenanigans through the tunnels and everything. It's a fun sequence. It's really animated well. I have in all capital letters, why do all these guards look like RoboCop? They do. They, <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> Just clones of RoboCop, like Boba Fett style. Yeah. We get this scene where uh, Syndrome is getting ready to launch the rocket yeah. that will take the robot to the mainland. And... I love this so much because Mirage is giving him so much attitude. Like the way she's like, hey, the way you almost let him kill me, that shit wasn't cute. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, I called his bluff. See, here's the thing. Are they lovers? Because that's gross. I think they are. If they're lovers, then that's gross. (laughs) Look at him. Look at him. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sexualize the cartoons, but look at her. (laughs) And look at him. No, remember what she tells Mr. Incredible? She says, he's attracted to power, and so am I. Fucking gross. (laughs) Okay? Yes, yes, You know what I mean? The next morning, Violet and Dash are out in the jungle looking for their parents. Sure. And they come upon this bird that is not a bird. Hey, hey, Violet, come here, look. Look at us. There, that one. Voice key incorrect. Voice key Voice key incorrect. Wait a second. Voice key incorrect. <laughs> if, a, if a bird did that next to me, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> Voice key incorrect. This isn't right. Birds aren't supposed to do this. That puppet-ass bird. (laughs) So they started running. They've triggered like an island-wide alarm. So all of the RoboCops are getting into hovercraft (laughs) and going out into the jungle to look for them. So Mirage, feeling guilty about her role in all of this. She fucking should, goddammit. I know, I know. She goes to the lab and she frees Mr. Incredible. He literally, as soon as he's free, he's immediately trying to kill her. (laughs) He's trying to choke her to death. Family survived the crash. They're here on the island. They're alive. This is a bad time for Helen to walk in and find them hugging in reconciliation. Yeah. Um... <laughs> the way Helen punches her lights out. <laughs> Helen? Hello. You must be Mrs. Sinclair. She was helping me to escape. No, that's what I was doing. Let go of me. Let go, you lousy, lying, unfaithful creep. How could I betray the perfect woman? Oh, you're referring to me now? Bob and Helen go out into the jungle to look for the kids who are being tracked by those hover ships. And this chase scene with Dash is insanity. It's one of the hardest parts of the video game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? That game made me cry. Oh, no. Because there was this part that I just couldn't get through. Oh, no. And I'd try every time. It was a glitch or something. It wouldn't let me get ahead. I hate it when that happens. I cried tears of frustration. Many have, honey. You're not alone. When he's going so fast that he starts running on water. Take that, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was going to say, you know they got letters about that. (laughs) Violet is also given the guards the slip. She's using her misappear talents on them. Just demolishing their asses. <laughs> and like Dash shows up to get her. And like she now has perfected her ability. Hold on. When they, when they are in the line of fire, when they are trapped, 
when Dash is trapped with all those hovercrafts <laughs> and they open fire on him <laughs> and she just in time puts a force field around them both hovering in midair. <gasps> And then he just starts like running like he's a hamster in a ball <laughs> in her force field ball. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Like so many elements at play here. Yeah. We have him running, disrupting the foliage, the 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 ship zooming after them, all the physics of the ball that she's made. Animation crazy. Oh my Animation god. Animation cray. But they literally, they literally run into Bob and Helen. Yeah. They all crash into a big heap on the beach. And now we're fighting as a family. Yes. We are ready to fight Syndrome. This is The Incredibles. And Syndrome freezes them all with his little zero point ray. And guys, just Syndrome just says the weirdest fucking things. Oh no. Elastigirl? <laughs> you married Elastigirl? <laughs> oh, and got busy. I hate that line. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, it's a whole family of supers. Oh, this is just too good. Oh, I hate it. And like, he's he's on cloud nine right now because his master plan is already in motion. The robot is already on the mainland. It's already starting to mess stuff up. And he's going to set himself up to be the hero of this whole story because he's got the remote to stop the robot. I'll give them heroics. I'll give them the most spectacular heroics anyone's ever seen. And when I'm old and I've had my fun, I'll sell my inventions so that everyone can be superheroes. Everyone can be super. And when everyone's super, <laughs> no one will be. Oh my God. That syndrome, all right. It's mm -hmm. something. That should be his full name. <laughs> Little Man Syndrome. <laughs> It's smaller. It's weaker. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the peen is so tiny. Stop. So tiny you had to buy your own goddamn island. Oh, my God. Build all this technology just so you can play Batman and Robin. So he gets in his jet and he fucks off. He's going to go to the mainland and be the hero. And, like, now they're all in these magnetic restraints, right? Yep. And Bob is just trying to apologize. Yeah, Bob goes on this whole rant about how it's all his fault. And I'm like, we didn't need this. We already knew <laughs> that this was all your fault. Like, I understand you're trying to be remorseful. But, like, you're all literally going to die. <laughs> because you couldn't not relive your past over and over and over. Go to therapy, Bob! <laughs> okay? No, I'm not laughing at therapy. Stop fucking it up for everyone else. <laughs> this is my fault. I've been a lousy father. Blind to what I have. So obsessed with being undervalued that I undervalued all um, of you. Dad? Shh, don't interrupt. So caught up in the past that I, I... You are my greatest adventure. And I almost missed it. This whole time, Violet has managed to create a force field around herself. Violet can just kind of meow and get out of her restraints. Because I'm sure she's disrupting the magnetic field. And she just rolls on over and presses a big button and it lets them all go. So now they have to infiltrate the uh, air hangar. Yeah. And they also have to find an aircraft that will take them to back to Munisaburg. <laughs> <And> <laughs> 
Heisenberg. With Mirage's help, they steal a rocket. And like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> cut to them flying towards the coast. <laughs> this rocket opens up and boom, here's a bomber glider. And in the middle of it, where the robot should be, <laughs> is them in a van. <laughs> but <laughs> Helen, Elastigirl herself, is on top of the van. And she has every limb underneath the, um... <laughs> the luggage rack. The luggage restraints. And she's got her arms stretched each corner of that glider. How you doing, honey? Do I have to answer? And they have to do this just right to where Helen lets go at just the right moment <laughs> to let them glide down and land on the road driving. It's wild. Bullshit. It's I... <laughs> bullshit is what it is. And then they start arguing about which way to take in traffic. <laughs> it's so funny. I can't stand it. You're gonna miss it. Great. We missed it. You asked me how to get there and I told you. Exit attraction. That'll take me downtown. He's coming up. Get in the right lane. Without oh. exit attraction. You're gonna miss it. <laughs> Speaking of things that are so funny, we can't stand it. Okay, so obviously the robot has been up and walking around for a minute, right? It's terrorizing the city. The National Guard can't take it. The military's coming. Just like an Iron Giant. Yeah. <laughs> and Frozone sees the calamity out his apartment window. Lucius. <laughs> He's getting ready to go out. Like, this has been a big evening coming for a while, you can tell. <laughs> We're putting on aftershave. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh shit, I gotta go help. I gotta go. And then, like, he opens up his thing. His bed turns into his suitcase. And his suit is gone. It's not where it should be. His Frozone suit. Honey! What? Where's my super suit? What? Where is my super suit? Hi. Lucius's wife, Honey, Honey, <laughs> who never appears on screen, was voiced by Kimberly Clark, who works in Pixar Human Resources. That's amazing. Listen to that woman. <laughs> you can tell that's someone who works in HR. Don't you think about running off to doing no Darren do? We've been planning this dinner for two months. The public is in danger. My evening's in danger. You tell me what my suit is, woman. We are talking about the greater good. Greater good? I am your wife. She made sure. She said, come hell, high water, or gigantic learning robots, we are going out tonight, and you are not going to say a damn thing about it, Skippy. It's the best thing about this movie. It's the best piece of dialogue ever to be produced by Pixar. Watching Syndrome fake fight the robot is almost embarrassing. Why? Because he gets taken out, like, immediately? Yeah, this- Like a little dick boy he is? This works for only two minutes, and he had the hubris to believe that the robot wouldn't learn from him, too. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. The robot outsmarts him, and then all of a sudden the Incredibles show up, and he literally leaves it to them. Yeah. Like, this whole thing goes sideways in two seconds. Like, your whole plan. <laughs> so, guys- of course, we have a battle. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about every part of the battle. No, we are not. But basically, it's kind of like, you know, um, it's kind of like a Return of the Jedi scenario. You know, we just have to do the same thing again. <laughs> 
Yeah, except there's a keep-away element in this one. Yeah. Like, because Bob finds Syndro's remote for the robot on the ground. And the family and Frozone. Frozone, who found his suit, by the way. Yes. I wonder where Honey hid it. I bet it. Oh. <laughs> Since he's just now showing up, I'm sure it was hidden really well. And, like, Frozone and the family start playing with this remote, trying to figure out how they're going to stop the robot. Finally, Violet gets the remote and starts button-mashing. The thing's arm comes flying off and pins Bob, and she sends this robot flying away from them, <laughs> only to have it, like, skitter back towards them. Yeah. Ah, I don't care for that at all. And that's where Bob remembers. We can't stop it. The only thing hard enough to penetrate it is... itself. It's getting closer! It doesn't work! It so they're going to try and fire this robot's detached hand, which has rocket boosters for some reason, yeah. into the robot. And it works! Get out of here, kids! Find a safe We're spot! We're not going anywhere! Press the button! Not yet! What are you waiting for? A closer target! You got one shot! Everybody duck! Fires that thing right through the middle of it, and out comes that generator. Oh my god, the, literally the same design flaw. And then it falls over in the river. Syndrome, like, disappears, too, during all this, remember? Yes. Like, he's just gone, but the G-men tell Bob that... <laughs> the G-men. The G-men, yes. yes. The, the government tells Bob that they're going to be looking for Syndrome. If he sneezes, we'll know about it. Exactly. And the government is now back on the side of the Incredibles. They're going to start taking care of them again. When they're in the limo and Helen is trying to call, remember Kari? <laughs> She's babysitting Jack-Jack. She's got a lot of distressed voicemails from Kari. Like every voicemail gets more and more panic. <laughs> I can't do this anymore, Mrs. Parr. Something's wrong with Jack-Jack. <laughs> I'm not fine, Mrs. Parr. Ah, we can't do Bob, listen to this. I'm gonna call the police and somebody! Hi, this is Kari. Sorry for freaking out, but your baby has special needs. Anyway, thanks for sending a replacement sitter. Replacement? I didn't call a replacement. Spoiler alert, no one called a replacement sitter. It's little man syndrome. <laughs> is in there holding Jack-Jack. Yeah. Like, he's threatening the presence of the baby now. He freezes them all with that zero-point lighter. And flies away with the baby. Yeah, he blows a hole through the ceiling and starts flying away with Jack-Jack. And, like, <laughs> I have it all capital letters. This is the worst time for Syndrome for Jack-Jack's powers to finally materialize. Guys, Jack-Jack is Kirby. <laughs> He's got Kirby powers. You think he can just transform into whatever he wants? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, because, like, he becomes, like, fire. And metal. So that he'll drop him. Or when he becomes, like, a demon baby. Yeah, what the hell? That's when Syndrome does drop him. Yeah. And, like, Jack-Jack just falling through the oh, air. Oh, that poor baby falling through the open air. And then, like, Helen and Bob are on the ground panicking. We have to stop him! Throw something! I can't! I might hit Jack-Jack. Throw me. Bob, throw me! And he does. And it's just like when the kids fell out of the plane, right? Yeah. She grabs Jack-Jack in her arms and becomes a mama shoot. Mama shoot. But 
Syndrome isn't done yet. Oh, no. Syndrome, in all his glory, you know what Syndrome is wearing on his person? <laughs> it's a cape. He's wearing a cape. What does Edna say? <laughs> no cape. Because guess what happens? Bob throws a car, launches a car into Syndrome's plane, and the force knocks Syndrome onto the wing, and his cape is caught in the turbine. This isn't the end of it! I will get your son eventually! It explodes. Oh, man! And destroys their entire house. Oh, my God. The whole plane lands on top of them and the house. It's so scary. And then, like, But all... they're okay. Yeah, because all the smoke clears. And Violet has done a force field. She's put a force field around them. I just love it because he, he pats her on the head or something. He's like, that's my girl. But still, at the same time, a real vibe of penguins finally getting to Antarctica and Madagascar. <laughs> when they're like, well, this sucks. Well, this sucks. <laughs> so we cut to three months later, and we're at Dash's very first track meet. <laughs> and like they start they I love it when they get the the meat going and I, I love that Violet gets to talk to that boy she likes. Yeah, Violet is not awkward around boys anymore. No, because I'm, she has force field powers now. Yeah. Like, she don't need no boy. Just try to hurt me, motherfucker. <laughs> and so they, she sets a date with Tony Ridinger. <laughs> and, you know, Tony Loaf. And <laughs> then, they, you know, they, you know, fire the starter pistol and, you know, the boys are running. And Dash is, like, getting ahead of everyone. And. The par's are like, no, no, slow up, slow up, second, second place, go for second. Pick up the pace, come on, no, pull it back, pull it back, pace it, slow down just a little bit, don't give up, make it close, second, 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 I love, I love the guy that is sitting next to them on the bleachers. what the fuck? That's a great meme, that's a great screenshot. Yeah. What is your deal? Yeah. And so, you know, Dash gets his little silver second place trophy and they're walking out of the, they're walking out of the track meet. Who comes popping up through the ground, buddy? Guys, this gigantic, like, digger. screw digger. <laughs> it's, it's colossal. <laughs> like way bigger than the one in Atlantis. Tossing cars aside, <laughs> comes up out of the road. And who is here with us right now? The Underminer, voiced by... <laughs> John Ratzenberger! Pixar whore John Ratzenberger. Behold the Underminer! I am always beneath you, but nothing is beneath me! And then, like, we get that great shot of the family taking off their civilian clothes. Putting on their masks. We fight crime as a family now. Well, it's you know Brad Bird, my hat is off to you. You did such a good job with that, capitalizing on so many of the things we loved about the Iron Giant. You know the fact that I still love the fact that Helen Parr is basically Hogarth's Hogarth, mother. Hogarth's mother, yeah. <laughs> like they're the same basic shape. The template for Helen. Also, Helen, why are you so thick? Stop! I, one of my favorite memes <laughs> is the screenshot from Mad Men of Don giving a presentation. <laughs> Yes! And it's and the caption is so basically we give every Pixar mom an absolute dump truck ass. 
What? I know, I know. Oh God, it's just. Ugh. And I and I love the uh, I love the greater lore that comes in. I love all, what I love about this movie is just like I'm gonna say it: the history. <laughs> I love the little universe they've created wherein the superheroes were actually a part of pop culture. Yeah. Like in real life. You love the world building. And you know, I couldn't really identify anything that is in other Pixar movies in this one. This is also the only movie where the Pizza Planet truck does not appear in, yeah. an, in any capacity. The Rock'em Sock'em robots from Toy Story 2 yeah. are in Hughes' office. Stuff like that. But nothing that would deliberately take you out of the time and place where we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing so distracting that it breaks the fourth wall. That's why it takes John Ratzenberger so long to show up. Yeah. Because if he showed up in the middle of the movie, I feel like you kind of would have been taken out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. This movie is so good in its own right. I know it. It's because it's Brad Bird. I know. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's just such a good movie. And it's also a Pixar movie that has a good sequel. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, remember how long we waited for that? For Incredibles 2. <laughs> and then I didn't go see it. <laughs> I know, I was so mad at you. You want to know what the really incredible feat is here? <laughs> Learning how to balance work and family. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not parents yet. We don't know the hassle and jassle that must come with all of that. I can't keep a plant alive. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine if you were a superhero <laughs> and still couldn't make things work at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty embarrassing. I get it. They kind of lived in a little bit of a hell. You know, I've never really been into superhero movies in general. I have ones I like. Yeah. Obviously, but... You know, uh, Marvel is turning superhero fandom into a marathon these days. In, and, indeed, indeed. And I just can't. I can't with the Marvel. I know. And I like that I can come back to this movie and not have to, you know, know a bunch of other stuff that happened in 15 other movies in order to enjoy a superhero narrative. I feel like this film is just entirely too satisfying. Like you said, it's so good in its own right. Also, the, 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 the evolution that we have been through through these four films we've talked about. The animation just keeps getting better. The quality just keeps getting better. The plots just keep getting better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's kind of taken us through the stages of uh, cognition. You know what I mean? In Toy Story, we dealt with a very, you know... We've in a very childlike environment. We're dealing with our toys, getting back to our roots. Oh, the pure blissful ignorance of being a child, just playing God with all of your toys <laughs> and yes. not knowing about any of the world's problems. And then we had Monsters, Inc. Where, you know, we had to confront things in a very direct way that are scary. Mm -hmm. But, you know, finding that being lighthearted is 10 times more powerful than trying to terrify people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you get into uh, Finding Nemo and then you have have to learn about you know how to deal with things like loss and separation and grief you know yeah. and then now here in Incredibles we get to learn about how the government fucks things up ah, that is not no, the point no, 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 no. that is not the point and then in the Incredibles we get to see you know an actual family fighting evil yeah, together. A, a family that starts together at the beginning of the movie and is at the end of the movie together. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, there is like Marlin and Coral, but Coral doesn't. Not at the end. Yeah, Coral doesn't make it past the first five minutes. No. So, yeah, it's just, it's really, it's a really feel-good movie, and I'm glad we have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we always will. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm trying to get right with the fact that Pixar month is over.
Yeah. Do I'm you so- see me trying not to dissociate yeah, over here? Yeah, I do. It's okay. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Come back. We love you. Stay here. I'm here. Stay here with us. So yeah, folks, I know we're sad that's over, but do not fret. We still have a little bit of 2021 left, don't we? (laughs) Blessedly, only a little. But guys, we have a great Christmas lineup planned for you. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what we're doing next week? Because we're doing something a little different. We're going to be going back to covering television. Yep, we're going to try that again. Uh, Just a little something simple. We're both going to pick a favorite Christmas episode from television. Yeah, probably something animated to account for time. (laughs) Something that's 22 minutes that we can each talk about. Yeah, and then, you know, we'll give a very pared down version of the events of that episode and and we'll talk about about why it hurts us. Because don't the best Christmas episodes hurt you inside? I mean, uh, the ones I'm thinking about doing make me cry with laughter. Like hysterical laughter. Okay, I get it. We'll see about that. We're gonna take next week off, guys. We're going to be rerunning an episode, probably the Bugs Life episode, to be honest, since we haven't had that in a while, and it is Pixar month. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't kill each other over the capitalism this Friday. (laughs) Or the napkin meat. I'm like, the napkin meat. (laughs) Why is it turkey? (laughs) Make chicken. Make a ham. Ooh. No. Christmas ham. <laughs> oh, the Christmas ham is coming. Oh, I thought, mm, with a nice little rind of pineapple on top. He is hand flapping right now. Honey glazed ham. All right, stop it. Ooh, I just want some sugary pork. In the meantime, guys, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N. S-T-R-E-A-N. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's, rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little holiday watch party. In lieu of gifts this Christmas, send hams (laughs) to Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll open a P.O. box just for the hams. Take my ass to the post office and say, I want a P.O. box. What size? Oh, big enough to fit hams. Like a P.O. box with room for 20 hams, (laughs) at least. And don't forget, be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Ham, ham, ham. (laughs) More quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ham. And as always, please please send send ham. ham.